It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucratic the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I get to work with. It's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Uh, thankfully, Thursday, and maybe it's thankful because it's almost Friday. Aha. Yeah. It's always, uh, it seems like it was just Monday. Tell you what, there's so much going on. But um, yes, it's a lot to be thankful for. And uh, check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. We send that out on Sundays, and you'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays and podcasts. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you. Who support us? We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. And force uh, comes in a variety of different packages. It could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, Fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda, or 87,000 new IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' Economy Reduction Act. That's why this uh, upcoming election is so important. And if, in fact, uh, uh, Republicans can take back the House and the Senate, particularly the House, the House has the purse strings, Uh, They can not fund 87,000 new IRS agents. And thrilled to have in studio with me, this is Liberty Toastmasters Day, and in studio with me is president of uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver, Josh Lalliman. It is so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and uh, we've got a a packed group of our our colleagues that are going to be calling in, and uh, we'll be talking about capitalism or the upcoming election. They're going to surprise us, Josh. It is. Yeah, so it should be pretty darn interesting. So let's see. Let's uh, talk just a little bit about the event yesterday, Steve. The USMC Memorial Foundation had their great luncheon, and a retired Navy SEAL commander, Rourke Denver, was the keynote speaker. Super entertaining, great stories. And then um, three of our friends, they are World War II, Iwo Jima, um, Battle of Iwo Jima, veterans were there they were presented with these really great hats it was just a really great day and you were there producer steve uh regarding uh commander denver's uh stories i having been in the military but obviously i hadn't set myself apart i wasn't in a you know he was in the navy seals and he was in was iraq right Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, he, he actually had been through his career through a whole bunch of the, the hot spots. But yes, yeah, several mm-hmm. places. But in terms of those stories, I mean, I know how they can be 
stories like that, where they come from, and uh, his his were very good. Yes, it was really a great event, so congratulations to Paula Sarles, to Misty, her partner in crime there. It was a great event, and um, they are raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at uh, Sixth and Colfax, and uh, you can, we're coming into now holiday season, Christmas season. And a great gift uh, for your loved one to honor their military service is to buy a brick on one of the walkways. And uh, it's just a great gift, so you might consider doing that. And, of course, that will help with the remodel as well. This week for our America's Veterans Story Show, we interviewed Don Morrison. He is a World War II veteran. He lives out in Lyman, and he was on a B-17. And just a great interview, and so that will be this weekend. And very excited about that, Producer Steve. I, I hate to say this, but sometimes we do enough of these where their stories kind of run together a little bit. Now, wasn't he the guy who was basically told he cannot be a pilot, but he still found a way to get on a B-17, right? Right, right. And yeah, I can't, uh, yeah, so listen in to get all the details on that. Don Morrison, and I think, is he 97 or 98? Uh, so great, great story. So that will be 3 to 4 p.m. on all KZ, uh, LZ platforms this Sunday. And, uh, oh, I think a lot of people have said this. You know, I didn't realize that it had come from so long ago. And it was from Pericles. And he was a Greek politician. And this is our quote for the day. And general during the Golden Age of Athens. He was prominent and influential in Athenian politics, particularly between the Greco-Persian Wars and the Peloponnesian War, and was acclaimed by Thucydides, a contemporary historian, as the first citizen of Athens. He was born in 495. He died in 495 B.C. He died in 429 B.C. And he said this, Josh, you're going to love this because you're very involved in politics. Just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean that politics won't take an interest in you. Josh Lalament, what do you think about that? Yeah. So as libertarians, some of us don't even like politics, <laughs> but it's like it doesn't matter. Right. Because it's into you. It is. And, you know, Josh, I think that people used to – we kind of were fat and happy. We were living our lives – didn't realize that this whole political agenda that was occurring now, but now people are realizing government-induced inflation, yeah. rules, regulations, excessive taxation, all those things. I think people are starting to pay attention. Are you feeling that? Now, you're young, and you, you hang out with uh, a lot of young people, libertarians. Are people starting to, to uh, figure that out? I think so. In fact, so I'm on the ballot. and You're on the ballot? Yeah. Okay. As a county assessor. Oh. And, I, and a couple it, of weeks ago, I even got a call from someone who was just on my, my phone number. And I was like, yeah, I, I just, I'm concerned about our country. And it's my first time voting. And I just want to know about the Libertarian Party. And, mm-hmm. and but I think, I don't think, I don't think it used to be like that, you know. Right. People just didn't pay that much attention. Yeah. But the people that were paying attention were taking our freedom. So absolutely, absolutely, and this is such a critical, critical election, and we need to be uh, electing people. That uh, Brad Beck, who's our good friend, who was one of the co-founders of Liberty Toastmasters, he is um, he is a no vote on this uh, home rule question up in Erie. Yeah. But if it should pass, they are going to have a commission 
that would make the rules for the city. Yeah. And so he, he, he is running for that. So here you're running for assessor. And, yeah. he's, and uh, he said, uh, he, he quoted, um, I can't remember the guy, but it said, basically, don't take my stuff, stay out of my, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. don't take my stuff, stay out of my way, and don't be a jerk. Yeah. That's kind of a, a, I think a good good way, but yeah. we've not been paying attention. No, and we are at a we're at a tough spot right now. Yeah, they you know we've always been told, don't talk about politics or religion with mm-hmm. your family or, mm-hmm. or or your coworkers, but but it's like what. what for? <laughs> and when when they said that, actually those kind of radical activists that have been running for office yeah. and taking power. They've been talking about politics. Yeah. They've been talking about religion. They talk, they talk about it. Yeah. And uh, so we, we kind of got our hat on that. So that's why we do this show, yeah. to have these important conversations. Yep. Uh, so, again, that was um, Pericles. He said, just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean that politics won't take an interest in you. So, yeah. Steve, let's go. Did you, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even throw that over to well, you. Well, you two nailed it. Josh nailed it, too, in terms of the these are the people who are, you know, getting more than happy to, you know, take away your liberties, take uh, more of your paycheck, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just thinking, and we've been saying this for a long time, they are so dependent. I mean, they're into you to the point of knowing the, that, you know, when are they actually paying attention to us, we, the the policy makers, and uh, you know, I think that they are so dependent on us not really knowing what's going on. Well, and that is um, that is why one of the first things we need to do is turn off the spigot, and and that is uh, on many of these uh, Tabor questions, these tax questions. At this particular point in time, I don't think that we're undertaxed. I th- what do you think, Josh? We're overtaxed. <laughs> yeah. And so government needs to start to stay within their boundaries. And, Steve, I think I sent it over to you. There's this big brouhaha. As you know, I've done this voter's guide, and um, we've looked at the issues on the statewide ballot as well as some of the local issues and uh, have have analyzed this. The team probably has – we probably have 200 hours into it, Josh, all all in. And we want it to be a a tool for people, not to tell you what to do, but so that you can be an informed voter. And uh, I've taken a, a stand after analysis on, on um, no on the new taxes for the school district in Douglas County, as well as a no on the open space sales tax extension. And a friend of mine, Steve, said on open space, we need to start to call it what it really is, and that's government-owned land. And uh, so I'm a no on that. But I think I sent this to you um, yesterday regarding uh i submitted comments in the the little election guide that comes and um you have to be a a voter a douglas county voter to do that and uh it's very well researched but uh that little paper that's probably going to end up on our driveway today steve because you and i live close to each other yeah uh, there's a, a piece about um about the fact that i did that Oh, I'm sure it's well written. <laughs> anyway, to your other point regarding taxation, and was it Reagan who said America does not have a taxation problem? America has a spending problem. And that's exactly what it is. And so we need to turn the spigot off on that because when is it going to be enough with, uh, Josh, with the taxes and then inflation, which is government-induced? I, I've been talking to people, and they're like, if we keep, uh, if our property taxes keep going up, I might not be able to afford my house anymore, and I'm pretty concerned about that. That's why I'm saying no. Well, hopefully, we can get there before 
we had to carry on wheelbarrows full of cash because, you know. Because the, the dollar is of no value. Yeah. Because of inflation. Excellent point. So let's go to break. And Josh Lalamint is in studio. Third and fourth segment, we'll be talking with our fellow uh, Liberty Toastmasters. Uh, before we do that, though, the show comes to you and all of you who are supporting us. I so appreciate it because we are an independent voice. As I think most of you know, I purchase my airtime for both of my shows, which gives me total editorial control. We're totally independent, but we really rely on your help as well as these great sponsors. And Hooters Restaurants has been a great sponsor for quite some time. And uh, very libertarian. It was a very libertarian uh, example of how we, we, we came to be business partners. And I've got that on the website. Uh, and uh, it's a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So you can check that out. But they have all kinds of specials. And Monday through Friday, for dine-in or to-go, they have uh, $11 hamburger specials. And so it's a great place to get together with friends. So, again, that's Hooters Restaurants. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Josh Lalament and uh, some more headlines. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Josh Lalament. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. Yep. And it's Liberty Toastmasters Day here. So uh, the third and fourth segment, I think, should be I, – I always learn so much from our fellow colleagues. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and uh, also, we love to have guests. Uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver yep. meets the first and third – Yep. Uh, Saturdays of each month, and uh, Liberty Toastmasters North, which meets up in Longmont, yep. is the second and fourth. Yep. Yep. At 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yep. You can get more information by going to the Toastmasters International website and putting in Liberty Toastmasters. Uh, government and big business like each other. And Excel Energy and 
Colorado government like each other. And uh, Excel Energy just has been awarded the okay to increase um, uh, it's a natural gas hike, $64.2 million, and it may seek electric rate in, an, an electric rate increase as well. And this is on the backs of higher gas prices, uh, food prices, and here we sit on amazing uh, natural resources that we could have abundant, reliable, efficient, and uh, affordable energy, and it's public policy that is doing this. And Excel, really, if they didn't have a monopoly yeah. and had to compete for their customers, they might be working to, to make sure that they don't shut down these um, uh, clean-burning, coal-fired plants. They might be pushing the governor to open up uh, our oil and gas exploration, might be pushing the Biden administer- administration to do that. But they're silent on that. And uh, so here people are, are being hurt there. Mm-hmm. You go to the ballot, and there's all these tax increase questions. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like, when is this going to end? We need to we need to be electing people that uh, have a, have common sense and are representing us, we the people, Josh. Yeah, I mean, we don't live in a capitalist fee market anymore. Uh, when government has all these businesses they collude with and have these uncompeting forced monopolies it just drives off the cost of everything and absolutely. makes us, us all poor absolutely and uh my friend dr jill vecchio i learned this a long time ago from her she said when government gets involved and this could be also with the government supported monopolies yeah. when government gets involved the price goes up yeah. there oh. you go the supply goes down yeah. we'll talk about that here in just a second and um the quality goes down as well. Yep, and I would even say this is a good issue to reach out to people on the left, because if they're so concerned about the environment, all this does is prevent innovation, um, creating new ideas to, you know, create new sources of energy. Um, you know, we don't allow ourselves to have nuclear power anymore. Yeah. It's why. Yeah, why? But even the control monopoly has, say, over solar power or wind or. Mm -hmm. So why, you know, at the end of the day, that's going to help the environment that they claim to support. Well, and that's such a great point because I'm going to segue over to something and then come back to to your point there. Uh, And that is another question on the ballot in Douglas County, and, and it's on each of the municipalities as well as. The county, and uh, I'm a no on that, and that is uh, basically it's government-run broadband, where government gets – and now I know people get frustrated with their broadband telecommunications providers. I get that. And I also understand that they're kind of in bed together with government as well. But having government actually get into this business, and they may do this – they may pick a third party – Private, they call it a private, a public-private partnership, which basically is governments getting involved, picking winners and losers. It's cronyism. So let's think about this. And I know a number of municipalities have done it. And when I was on city council, very left-leaning attorney, uh, and this was during the Obama administration, was pushing this and was getting a lot of, a lot of uh, visual time at Colorado Municipal League. 
And so a number of these um, cities have done this, and it has to go to a vote. But I looked at it, Josh, and I'm like, wait a minute. You now have those that are the regulators, those that give the licenses, are now in the business. And they're possibly going to be making money on it. Yeah. If that's the case, and there's a better idea that comes along, but they've got this cash cow over here, what do you think that those uh, city councils and those county commissioners are going to do? They don't want want to lose the money. Or the power. Or the power. If people become energy independent on their own, Mm -hmm. they don't like that. Yeah. Right. And so ultimately, I think that this is a long-term plan. To take over the internet yep. is what I think. And uh, as we look back at COVID, so my concern about this government-run broadband was back in 2012 to 2016. We saw what government would do under COVID. Yeah. They told us which businesses Could be. w- were essential and which weren't. Yeah. So they might say who, you know, what you, and we've seen censorship. I mean, there's great risk in this. And so I highly recommend people say no on that. Yep, we got to get involved in politics, like Pericles said. <laughs> exactly. So the next thing here, and Patty found this via Americans for Limited Government. It was an email, and it said, The Green New World, as heating oil runs low and prices soar in New York and the Northeast, news agencies are telling Americans to grab a blanket. And once again, on this Josh... It doesn't have to be this way. The reason that the prices are going up and there is a shortage is because of government policy. And uh, they're now telling people to grab a blanket when it's it's incompetence or it's by design that we're getting to this point, Josh. And, you know, we for too long we've, we have so many sacred cows of why we want from from government when, you know, and all this is because we want to, you know, fund some war over uh, on the other side of the globe. Mm-hmm. That, I'm sorry, it doesn't have anything to do with us. And to your point, so securing Ukraine's yeah. border, but not securing our border. Yeah. Now, I know, let's just talk just a little bit, little bit about that, because I know libertarians, one of the official stands is open borders. Uh, and I have a lot of libertarian tend- tendencies, yeah. but I do think border, we should have our borders secure. What's your thoughts on that, Josh? My my libertarian stance is borders, government-managed borders are just as socialist as health care. Okay. Borders are kind of just drawn, lines drawn on a, on a map. Um. I think that's the. I think that's the, probably my real sticky wicket with libertarian is because um, I look at the southern border and I look that we don't know who's coming in. Uh, I like to lock my doors. In fact, uh, Steve had said yesterday that there have been some bad guys in our neighborhood. There was a shootout at the light rail station, and I I, I have comfort knowing that my. My doors are locked, so I, I, I like the idea of locking locking the door and know who's coming in. I think the big thing I would say about border is when you have – when capital is not allowed to move across, uh, when you have the war on drugs, the war on immig- immigration, it just 
going it's going to create more of those issues. Okay. Well, the war on drugs, I'm I'm not I I don't think that's been a big success no. whatsoever. So, well, um there was one other thing and I needed to to um I think I'll do that tomorrow, Steve. But I there's a Patty had a number in here on the number of homeless, and I wanted to just figure out what it is that we're going to be spending per homeless before person. You, before you go there, a follow up to this border thing. Oh yeah, you know the, the Arizona. There's still some big gaps in the wall, and Arizona took it upon themselves to fill one of those gaps with the containers, like go on containerized uh, cargo ships right you know they're very large and they actually stack three or four of them on top of each other and filled that gap the biden administration is admonishing arizona for doing that now here's a state trying to take control of their own you know Mm -hmm. piece of the pie that they that they oversee Mm -hmm. and yet the administration still says oh no you can't do that and uh, all the while, and you alluded to this, Josh, billions of dollars going to Ukraine, which Ukraine has been a big laundromat for um, uh, laundering money. Uh, and, uh, and that is our money that is going over there. So let's go to break, though. We've got a jam-packed group of people that's going to be calling in uh, from our Liberty Toastmasters colleagues. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Josh Lalament. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. Stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown 
to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. I'm just trying to be a father. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, check out our voter's guide. It's an issues voter's guide for we the people. And that's at the website. Uh, I do have a one-page summary that uh, you can just print that off if you need that. And people have asked for that to give to other people. And, of course, if you want the complete analysis, just put in your name and your email address, and Zach will send that over. In studio with me is Josh Lalament. He is the president of uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver. And, Josh, I... uh, uh, I haven't been to Liberty Toastmasters. I'm not getting the attendance award right now because it's just been super busy right now. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> we have a few members who just come in and out a little bit. Right. But uh, guests are always welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And they can get more information by going to Toastmasters International website and putting in uh, Liberty Toastmasters. But you're running for office, yep. county assessor, yep. stepping forward to the Libertarian Party, yep. Arapahoe County. Yep. And how can people get more information? You can go to my Facebook, Joshua Laman for Arapahoe County Assessor. Okay. And again, how so it's Joshua? Yeah. And then L-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-T, right? Right. For, you said? Arapahoe, Arapahoe County Assessor. Okay. Well, good. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for doing that. Let's just jump right in here now. What's our subject for the day, Josh? Our subject is freedom. Capitalism is the only moral socio- socioeconomic system because it recognizes and protects the individual. Our guest can also talk about the upcoming election. Okay. So who's our first guest? Rick Rome is our previous uh, president of our Denver Club, and he's our first guest. Okay. Rick Rome, what's, uh, what are you going to take on here? Well, Josh, Kim, thanks for the opportunity here. I think I'd like to open this up with talking about the election. Okay. And, and some of we, I'm a member of the... Um, executive committee for the the GOP in Arapahoe County, and one of the topics that came up was how to get people to vote early. And there's some value in that. I know that there's some concerns about tracking ballots and things like that, but the value in voting early is both sides are tracking the ballot. Candidates are, so, so are the Democrats, and we're expending resources chasing ballots during this two-week period where we've received our ballots and the vote closes. And if People are sitting on their ballots until Election Day. We're spending money calling each of these people. It costs a couple of dollars every time they make a call. It's just time, value, resources that are very limited. So you're helping your candidate by voting early. The other thing is it reminds me of a, sort of a, a concert I went to at Red Rocks where they had the fireworks show in the background. The, the show starts off kind of marginal, and as soon as the fireworks start going, the crowd starts cheering. 
and then the band plays better because they think they're cheering for them and the crowd's cheering for the fireworks and it's it's that repeating cycle that gives the candidates a little bit of enthusiasm to see that their their side's coming out for them so it, it helps our candidates in that way as well and there is risk we know that there's fraud that takes place in the elections and by keeping track of the number of democrats and republicans that are voting there is ballot harvesting harvesting that does happen uh we saw a report that 33,000 ballots went out to illegal aliens. I think Nine News published that one from uh, our mm-hmm. current Secretary of State. It's a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, and then there's also, I'm not convinced that there isn't opportunities to commit fraud with the software. There's a USB port on the side of those voting machines. Who's to say that there isn't an executable file that doesn't go through with an algorithm and switch 5%, 2%, 10%. I've heard, I haven't seen proof of it. I haven't seen evidence that it does not exist, but I do know that those ports do exist on those machines. There's solutions. Come out in big numbers. Now, Donald Trump had some of the biggest numbers in presidential history for a second term president, still lost. So it may not be just enough to come out in big numbers. The party in every county across the state needs poll watchers, election judges, and people to help cure ballots. People who are going to get involved, be eyes and ears of the party. The more eyes you have on the ground, the less likely it is they have the opportunity to cheat, and the harder it is to cheat. There's also a long game that we can start looking at if you're really concerned about election fraud and making sure that things are taken care of. One of my favorite ideas is expire voter voter registration. Expire it with your driver's license so that when, when you have to get a new ID, your voter registration automatically renews wherever you're at and expires wherever you're at. Um, I'm a big fan of voter ID, although I don't see that gaining traction in Colorado, but there's still hope. Uh, we could shorten the window for elections and, and really push our legislature to go to a one-week time period so that there's not as much opportunity to harvest these ballots from apartment buildings and old folks' homes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we could also go to a requested ballot. Instead of just sending out ballots willy-nilly to anywhere and everywhere, maybe you just have to request it. They I do. Like every, I mean, John Lopez is doing everything else online. Why can't we just do a simple click to request your ballot online? It's, it's a pretty simple process, according to them, to be able to do your, every other aspect of county business. So I think there's things to do, but there, are, there is value in getting out and voting early. And Rick Rome, uh, uh, we're, um, so I don't get jammed up. And that's the beauty about Liberty Toastmasters is we can disagree because I'm highly recommending that people hold their ballots and not vote until the last day. So you and I are going to have, have a conversation about that, Rick Rome. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, Rick, thanks so much. Hey, Josh, who is our next guest? Uh, Greg Morrissey is from our Lamont chapter. And Greg, what are you taking on here as a subject? I'll tell you on the subject um, how important this whole voting is right across the country. I believe this is probably the, if not the, one of the most important elections ever going out, going forward. And the number of people that I've spoken to, I got a chance to meet Heidi last night. She was up in Longmont, and we had a great conversation. It was a great meeting about what's coming, what her hopes are, what her dreams are for the for our state. And I, she, she described some of her travel routines. She's been to every county in Colorado meeting with people. I think that's fantastic. I saw her with the, um, and she had the interview with uh, Paulus on television. I watched that. I'd like to watch that again. What was going back and forth there? I found that kind of interesting. I thought Paulus was going to be a lot in a more of attack mode. He wasn't. And um, but I want, I encourage everyone get out there and vote. And just like Rick said before this, be involved in your voting system. Know how it works. 
know who your person is that runs your voting system in your uh, city, county, state, where you vote. Become involved. I think it's critically important to the future of Colorado and the future of the USA. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Greg. I think this is uh, one of the most important elections um Probably, I mean, I mean, we are at the the precipice right now, here, and yes. uh, people need to show up and be involved. You just can't just can't vote and then not pay attention. So, Greg Morrissey, uh, thank you so much. Thank you. I okay. love being here. <laughs> love having you. Okay, uh, Josh Lalamet, who is our next guest? Anthony Hartsuk is from our Denver Club, and I think he's also on the on ballot, too. He is. Anthony Hartsuk, uh, tell us, first of all, just a little bit about your your campaign. Hey, good morning, Kim and Josh. Uh, yeah, it's Anthony Hartsuk for House District 44, which is predominantly the, the Parker and the unincorporated Douglas County areas. Uh, my website's Anthony Hartsuk, that's H-A-R-T-S-O-O-K dot com. And yeah, the election, it's just, but Kim, I'm also right there with you. I've been uh, late in getting up to the club meetings here lately just because the campaign we're going so busy. But what I find absolutely amazing with this election cycle is everybody talks about how important it is to get out and vote. And it's important to vote in every single election cycle and be involved, understanding civics, understanding the citizens' roles and how they vote and what they do. What amazes me is the amount of news, I'll call it propaganda, that is coming out talking about the, the detriment of conservatives. We get labeled with everything conceivable, whether we're racist, sexist, um, you know, just horrible. And the one that just came out now is the saying that states that have conservative policies have a higher death rate than states that have liberal policies. And so now we're accused of our policies of killing people. And that just came out yesterday with some top schools supporting it. Unbelievable. It it, it is. And I I sit and I look at this stuff. I'm like, the more we label people into groups and the more we segregate them, the more friction we create. I spent 26 years in the Army when I was over in Iraq in the 05 elections. we, We had record turnout. And our job was to make sure that they... A, it was, it was safe and secure for people to vote, and then we had election integrity. So people would come out and vote. Everybody saw it with their, the, the blue ink on their, their fingers or mm-hmm. thumbs. We need to have that kind of confidence that everyone will come out to vote. We, we want everybody involved. Over there, you had a coalition of a government. Anytime you have a solid single-party government like we currently have in the United States and here in Colorado, we've had for many years now, they just ramrod their policies through. We're seeing people that are losing businesses, higher taxes, problems in education reports are coming out now that the lowest test scores, lowest GPAs, ACTs, SATs in over 30 years. Students are behind. They're trying to get to college. They're trying to get jobs. And, and I sit there and going, and we're concerned about, you know, other external factors versus what is immediately sitting in front of us with our children, our jobs, our homes. This is where people need to get involved. They need to understand that we, we need to get out and, and elect people. A divided government is fine. I'm good with having Republicans and Democrats on you know, in, uh, both sides of the houses so not a single party has control. And then it forces debate. It forces discussions. And then hopefully people will get more involved and their voices will be heard. And that's the key to the, the election and the political process is having your voice heard, getting out there, and getting involved. That's, 
absolutely critical. Well, and a couple of points, Anthony. These Democrats that are in charge of Colorado now are not centrist Democrats. Uh, They're not JFK, not not JFK Democrats at all. They're radical activists. And uh, we're seeing we're seeing the effects of their policies now. And people do not like that. So that's why they have to go to the name calling and try to marginalize people into different groups. I proudly use the term conservative because what it really means is is conserving this idea of America that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And they used to say, try to imply that conservatives wanted to tell you how to live your lives. Take a look at what's going down at the state house with these radical activist Democrats. They want to have control of every aspect of your life, and it's time to say no. And, Anthony, I know that's why you're stepping forward to run for office. You're absolutely right. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's the key. Last week I was at a forum. It was downtown, about 400-some-odd people with the Chamber of Commerce. We had a U.S. Chamber speaker out there, and they had the top two uh, Dems and Republicans sitting there. And the Republicans said, you know, here's the top issues, which was the economy, inflation, crime, and parental choice for education. The Democrat speaker said, no, it's abortion and climate change, and we're going to push these issues through. And I'm like, guys, we got people losing their businesses. Yep. Kids can't read math. Right. We need to fix this. Absolutely. So, Anthony Hartsick, what is that website again? It's anthonyhartsook.com, and it's Hartsook is H-A-R-T-S-O-O-K. Okay. And thank you to you for stepping forward to run for office. And Josh Lalleman is running for county assessor uh, on the Libertarian ticket in Arapahoe County. Uh, Josh Lalleman, and thanks, Anthony. And uh, Have a great day. You too. And Josh, who is our next guest? Uh, Christy Rayleigh is from our Denver chapter. Christy, what are you taking on? Which Good subject? Good morning. I'm going to... I'm going to be talking about freedom under our capitalist system, and which, as we know, is currently under attack and will be a thing, a distant memory, if the Democrats remain in power. So that's my little plug for the upcoming election. Get out and vote straight Republican. But anyway, two thoughts on our free market system. And I'm reading a book called The Deserter, which takes place in current-day Venezuela. Not long ago, Venezuela was thriving and prosperous with a huge middle class and now under the communist Maduro and uh, past Chavez regimes, it's become a genuine hellhole, much like a lot of our current Democrat-controlled cities. And the only reason to visit Venezuela these days is if you have a lot of weight to lose. Uh, they say the average Venezuelan has lost about 19 pounds in a relatively short period of time. So oh I, I might gosh. be going there <laughs> soon. But anyway, the other thought is from yesterday, the luncheon yesterday, Kim, that you emceed, and I got this new phrase from the keynote speaker, Commander Rourke Gender, and that phrase is harmonic gate. And I'm not talking about a gate and a wall, but the gate that is movement. And he describes when, as a young man working on a cattle ranch, he goes on a hunt with the chief wrangler, and they take along with them a hunting dog. And forgive me if I don't have all the facts straight. And all of a sudden, the dog goes from moving at a leisurely, casual pace to something altogether different. And Rourke asked the wrangler about the transformation in the dog's movement. And the wrangler said, what you're seeing is harmonic gait. And that is the God-given way we're all meant to move, easily and with purpose, joy, and direction. These are all the ways we're unable to move if we're under a communist regime, which constrains and stultifies. So I'll take the free market system every day of the week and twice on Sunday, if you ask me. 
Oh, I love that. And that I thought about that harmonic gate that uh, uh, Rourke talked about yesterday as well. And just very quickly, Christy, wasn't that a great event that Paula Sarles and Misty put oh. together for the USMC Memorial Foundation? It really was, and I'm looking forward to going to the next one, which is April 29th. But it was well worth the time and uh, money and effort to get there. I got lost, so uh, I had to. Well, it was good to see you. So it was it was a great event. So thanks so much. We're going to go to break. When we come back, Josh Lallement is in studio, and we'll continue the conversation with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really, though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart, vote Republican. Vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. Myra Mesco doesn't believe in fairy dusting formulas. That's why her skincare company, Botanical Rush, only formulates with powerful potencies for visible results guaranteed. Your skin is like a sponge, and it easily absorbs nutrients as well as chemical toxins. So picking the right product for everyday use is crucial to your skin's health. The all-natural, professional skincare products at Botanical Rush are free from synthetic dyes, estrogen mimickers, petrochemicals, manufactured fragrances, and parabens. Your skincare sets the tone of the day. So begin with clean formulas that are kind to your body. Myra and her team believe in using empowering nutrients at professional strength to support the skin's radiance at fair, affordable prices. Start your day with a fresh face and honest formulas from Botanical Rush. Set up a consultation with Myra Mesco to discuss your skincare needs. Email her at info at botanicalrush.com to schedule an appointment today. And use the exclusive Kim Monson discount at botanicalrush.com, code KIM15, for a 15% discount on first-time orders. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. We've got our voter's guide there. Let's get right to it. Josh Lallman is in studio. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. He's also a candidate for the Libertarian ticket on Arapahoe County Assessor. It's great to have you here. And People can find you on Facebook. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Uh, our subjects for the day are capitalism is the only moral socioeconomic system because it recognizes and protects the individual or the upcoming election. So, Josh Lalamit, who is our next guest? Uh, Terry Goon from our Lalamont chapter. Terry, what are you taking on on this for a subject? Oh, I'm going to take on the election. Okay, what's your thoughts? <laughs> well, I was going to say vote straight Republican, just all the way down the ticket. But now we've got, I'm talking to a libertarian here. So. 
Just so on that race, vote. you could consider libertarian on that race. <laughs> <laughs> Do not vote Democrat. I'm going to say that. There you go. You know, I'm going to tell you, the most amazing thing about this election, I've never seen anything, well, in, let's say the last 20 years, I've not seen anything like this, where it's almost like the, the fear of speaking out is going away because of this election. Watching people... You know, not only the candidates speak out, they always speak out, but those around them, people knocking on doors, people writing letters to the editor, our, our local paper, I'm up in Boulder County, and our, our local paper has had about half and half, you know, as far as D versus R sorts of letters in them. That doesn't happen here. It just doesn't happen. So uh, if the only thing this election accomplishes is it gets people to not feel shut down, like they're worried about being canceled or they're worried about losing their jobs just for speaking up, I think that's amazing. Now, getting people elected to, that will also be great. And I, I think we have a, a fighting chance based on what I'm seeing in people speaking up, speaking out. So uh, those are my thoughts on the election today. Uh, well, I, I love the there is something different occurring. And uh, I, it's neat that you've re- recognized that. And of course, being in Boulder County, <clears throat> you've got a front row seat to everything there, Terry. I do. I do. And we are, you know, we, the election integrity stuff, the pe- people that are paying attention to what's going on with election integrity. I know you say those words and then, oh, my gosh, you're a denier. But we are watching, you know, we not only win. Our county clerk and, and the secretary of state actually are in their their butting heads right now because our county clerk is doing something wrong. So the you know it's a it's a constant thing to be. You have to be watching your elections. You have to be poll watching. You have to have your election judges and people are getting involved left and right. So keep it up. Keep it, keep up. it up, people. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Terry Goon. You bet. Bye. Okay, and Josh, who's our next guest? Uh, <coughs> Dave Walden is our president of our Laman chapter. And Dave Walden, what's uh, what subject are you taking on? Well, I guess I'll take on the election. I was considering freedom and prosperity, but the two are intertwined. Um, I guess my comment uh, would be directed at those who wish to do give some thought to this. The the Democratic Party has evolved now to the point where they demonstrate that in their mind their ends justify their means. Now we have seen this in spades. I mean, if you watch the debate uh, two nights ago between uh, the uh, Pennsylvania candidates for Senate, um, you saw that in spades. The Democrats, in order to, to maintain or retain power, actually put forth a candidate that you could do nothing but feel sorry for when you when you saw him perform. And they knew this when they did it. And this is because their ends justify their means. And the election that's coming up is about power. And who has it? Unfortunately, the limited power that we were bequeathed by our founders uh, has waned. And it has been steadily supplanted by increasing power of the government. And the Democratic Party is the, the tip of the spear in this, in this quest for power. And whatever ends 
power in their case they wish, then whatever means to achieve it in their mind is valid. So what Terry just said about the election and what the Secretary of State and the clerk and so forth are doing, keep in mind that if they are people who believe that their ends justify their means, they will employ literally any means to achieve their, quote, noble, unquote, ends. So vote accordingly uh, in two weeks and keep in mind that what is at stake is freedom and prosperity versus freedom's absence and the destitution that inevitably arises because of it. And I guess that would be my summation for the election. Thank you, Dave Walden. I always learn so much from you. So thank you so much. Okay. And uh, Josh, we're out of time. We're just about out of time. So how would you like to wrap all this up with our colleagues and the subjects and you're running for office? How would you like to wrap this up? Capitalism is the only moral economic policy. Government, you know, I don't care what it is. When it gets involved, it's going to wreck everything. Right. When government gets involved, price goes up, supply becomes limited, and quality goes down. And capitalism, that is another word that uh, has, uh, over the years, they've tried to demonize that. And what I think people... Uh, it's really cronyism and and not capitalism. Capitalism is free and fair trade. And uh, I used to, during the Trump administration, I was concerned about the tariffs that he had put on regarding China because I thought, oh, that's, um, you know, that's maybe not free and fair trade. But then I had talked with several different people, Helen Raleigh, who grew up in China, and the Chinese government was undercutting our American companies by subsidizing... Chinese companies to come in and compete in America. And yeah. so the tariffs seem to be one of the, the few levers that Trump had. And so I did get to a point where I kind of understood what he was doing because we want to get to capitalism that is free and fair trade. Yeah. And you can't have government coming in, you know, across the pond, yeah. uh, undercutting our, our businesses. So that that was a kind of a lesson for me on capitalism. But yeah. capitalism is 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 free, fair trade. It, yeah. It's honest markets is what it is. It is. Yeah. And uh, it's great to have you here. And I really appreciate you stepping forward to run for office as well. And uh, so the assessor's, uh, the assessor's job is going to be a really important one because yeah. – uh, we're going to see a significant increase in the assessed valuations of homes. Yep. And uh, that I is... I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and um, I, I'm concerned that because of that, people's taxes are going to be going up significantly. That is another reason why I am a no on these Douglas County School District questions, because people don't realize that on the horizon, with the new reassessed valuations... Their taxes, their property taxes are going to go up anywhere from 40 to 50 percent without any of these new tax increases. And that will be probably across the complete metro area because the uh, the valuation time that they're going to be using is at the height of the market. And so that's why this assessor race is very important, Josh Lalleman. We go back to our quote about, you know, politics is, is taking interest in you. We need to encourage people to get involved in politics, but but also just focus on the local your local areas. These local uh, races are important. They got you know the media will have us 
focus on the national big national mm-hmm. stuff and that gets kind of muddied mm-hmm. focus on your the stuff that you don't see right the, the people right here yeah so thank you so much for stepping forward for running for office yeah thank you and thanks for being here in studio too yeah, thank you you enjoying it I love it. Oh, God, that's awesome. That's so awesome. And that's Josh Lalleman, and he is running for Arapahoe County uh, Assessor. And you can find him on Facebook. The last name is L-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-T. So thanks for being here. Thank you. And our quote for the end of the show is Pericles. It said, those who can truly be accounted brave are those who know the meaning, who, who best know the meaning of what is sweet in life and what is terrible, and then go out undeterred to meet what is to come. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. And stay tuned for our number two. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. This is our number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And thank you to this team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Thankfully, Thursday. It is. There's a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful that we're in the fight. Aren't you, Steve? Yeah, and and with the the last half hour of the first hour in in the Toastmasters gang, I think everybody pretty much went to talk about the election and kind of making that point that, yeah, we are in the fight. We are in the fight. We're in the fight for our country. The ballot is so powerful, and uh, uh, that's why we need to to really work on this election integrity stuff. Um, because there's, I think there's legal ma- manipulation of uh, of these ballots. Because when you're sen- when you are sending out these mail-in ballots and papering the state with them, that uh, opens up the opportunity for manipulation. And we need to be electing people <clears throat> that want to get that fixed. Producer Steve, there's kind of a I don't know. It's not humorous in true com- comedic form, but. After the, uh, let's see, what day is today? Tuesday night uh, debate between Fetterman and Oz. Pennsylvania has had uh, mail-in ballots out there since mid-September. And all the uh, talk show hosts yesterday were wondering how many people in Pennsylvania wish they had their ballot back. Oh, my gosh. That's why I really recommend to wait until the last day. um, Because there can always be new developments. And uh, uh, this uh, whole Douglas County School District question, uh, I think uh, there's going to be some – we're going to – I'm going to be – 
publishing an essay this week in rebuttal to uh, a counterpoint to rebuttal. So I'm going to be working on that. So that's why I really recommend to wait until the last day to do your ballot and get it. I know what Rick said. I know that that means that there's resources that are expended. But I also think that by, by candidates, and I get that. However, I also think that there are those that are saying, oh, and, and I, never, I never answer a survey anymore because those surveys, the purpose of those surveys is if you answer it and they have an idea on how you're going to vote, then they're counting that <clears throat> as they're calculating uh, what they think uh, the vote's going to look like. And uh, the other side is as well. So I highly recommend, I know Rick Rome said the other, but I highly recommend last day and don't fill it out until the last day because there could always be new developments, as you said, Producer Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thinking about what they were saying and, and just how much of a train wreck that one particular debate seemed to be, uh, certainly there had to be maybe several thousand, thousands of people who said, oh, my gosh, and I voted for that guy. And now it's too late. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I want to uh, – Josh Lelleman is in studio, but I want to make a comment on that. And uh, I – I've only kind of seen pictures of uh, the Democrat candidate Fetterman, and he's kind of a scary-looking guy, And but his policies are really scary. Um, but apparently he had a stroke, uh, apparently didn't do well in the debate. Oz has to be careful, and he's the Republican candidate, because there can be, and this may be what the Democrats are playing, is... Um, and maybe you said something along the line is you kind of feel sorry for him. I guess one of our Toastmasters friends said that. And you have to be careful uh, when you have a candidate as your opponent like that. You can't be too mean to them because there will be that sympathy factor. People will vote for him. It's crazy, Steve. I think you're, you're, you're spot on because it already started popping up yesterday saying how uncompassionate Oz was. It's like, wait a minute. He's just trying to get... You know, say what needs to be said to take the position that he is seeking. And on the flip side, his opponent, you know what the Senate is like, and, and debate and, and speaking is is foundational to being a, a senator. And it's like he doesn't have it. Well, and neither do the two here from Colorado, Senator <laughs> Okay, you just took my argument away. I, I, I did, didn't I? Uh, so you have to be careful on that sympathy factor. Josh Lalleman is in studio, and you decided to stay for the second hour, which is great. You are the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver, and I'm always impressed with our, our colleagues, aren't you? I am. That, that was an impressive uh, segment. It, it really was. And you're running for office on the Libertarian ticket, Arapahoe County Assessor. Yeah. It's a very important office. Yeah. And so thank you for doing that. How can people find more about you, out more about you? Go to my Facebook, Joshua Lallement for Arapahoe County Assessor. And the last name is spelled L-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-T, right? Right. Okay. And, and the four is F-O-R? F-O-R, or is it the number? number? Uh, yeah, F-O-R, yeah. Spelled okay. out. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody told me whenever you're running for office, I to always spell it out because that can yeah. mix people up for sure. So our quote for today, let's get over to that, and it's a good one. And it is from Pericles. And Pericles was a Greek politician and general during the Golden Age of Athens. He was prominent and influential in Athenian politics, particularly between the Greco-Persian Wars and the Peloponnesian War and was acclaimed by uh, Thucydides, a contemporary historian, as the first citizen of Athens. He was born in 495 B.C. He died in 429 B.C. Josh, this is a good one. 
Just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. Yep. Now, I was just listening to your guys' conversation. And as, I, I think I, as a, as for myself as a candidate, I would I, I definitely would encourage people to wait wait a little bit. Just make sure you you have your voice in the way you your conscience is telling mm-hmm. you. If that means waiting a little bit, wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, at being involved in politics, you know things change every day. They do. There's and, a lot that can happen between now and November eighth. Yeah. And you know, it's sad, but you know, if someone has a stroke, you have to ask yourself: Is that person fit to be going? My representative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you certainly wish people the best. Yeah. But uh, I think the real thing, though, is uh, is the policies. Yeah. And the policies, uh, we're at a time where we're, we're asking this real question of who we are as Americans. And do we want to make sure that we continue with this, this country? I mean, I really feel that that's, that's on the ballot right now, Josh. It is. Um, and just not as a country, but... Do we want to be economic tax cows and slaves, or do we want to be free and be able to live our lives? You know, make mistakes as we as as it happens, and be able to be free to pick ourselves up again. Right, and the the idea that that um, that you're you're not accountable for what you do. Yeah. And that if you make a mistake, then you can use government to take money from somebody else to cover your mistake. That's not the American idea. No. And uh, and you mentioned something, slavery. Yeah. America, uh, conservatives, the founders have been accused of slavery. And, and what is slavery? Well, basically, one of the things is, is you don't get to keep most of the fruits of your labor. No. Somebody else does. Somebody else does. And that's what's happening with uh, this high, these high taxes that we have here. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's an individual owning, owning a human person or if it's government, you know, owning the fruits of your labor. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why we say that it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff. No. Whether or not it is their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives. And force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Lease Agenda. That's what's playing out now. That's the Green New Deal. Yeah. That's what it is. And uh, and that Green New Deal, realize that it is about green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the green the the yeah the the green that uh, is in your pocketbook. Yep. Uh, or these eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. So Josh Lalament, let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to talk with Matt Arnold, and he is uh, over the years really watched these judge judge races. Yeah. And I have all kinds of people that are appreciating the voters guide, but they they're, they're like. Well, what to do about the judges? And I have not had it in my bandwidth to do, do anything about that. So Matt's going to give us kind of a, a big overview on what to do about these uh, judge races on our ballot. So we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Matt Arnold. 
The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned Remax realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Uh, thrilled to have in studio with me Josh Lalament. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver and also a candidate for Arapahoe County Assessor on the Libertarian ticket. So it's great to have have you here. Thank you for having me. And I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Matt Arnold. And uh, it's kind of late breaking, and it's it's great to have you here, Matt. And uh, I, I apologize. I didn't get you all of the information that you needed. It was uh, you and I talked yesterday afternoon, so apologies on that. But I'm thrilled to have you on the line. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on, Kim. It's been a while since I've been on Colorado Radio, but good to be back. Well, it's great to have you back. Uh, and uh, People have been asking me regarding the judges that are on their ballots, and uh, I'd hoped that you might have it in your bandwidth to uh, come up with recommendations on that, but uh, you're in law school, and we, and we decided to do more of a, a kind of an overview on this to help people because it takes a lot of work to actually go through each and every judge, and uh, you didn't have the bandwidth to make that happen this, this uh, election cycle either, Matt. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, as you mentioned, I've been out of state and, and haven't been able to look into the judges in, in great detail this year or the year prior. Um, however, some of these judges are um, repeat, um, making repeat appearances, so there may still be some good information on the judges that are appearing on, on this year's ballot on some of Colorado's past evaluations. And, um, you know, this year, as people probably know, there are no Supreme Court justices on the ballot, which is, which is somewhat unusual, just the way that the cycle works. But there are eight appellate court judges on the ballot, uh, only one of whom, uh, Judge Fox, has been on the bench for more than the two or three years. So the other seven on the ballot are all on what's called 
their probationary term. So this is their first appearance before the voters, and they're asking for another eight-year term in office. And, and again, just to kind of give some background, all Colorado judges are not voted into office, but they can be voted out of office. They, they appear on the ballot at different intervals depending on what level they are in the court system. So at the Supreme Court level, they're on the ballot every 10 years, at the Court of Appeals every eight years, in district court every six years, and in county courts every four years. So there are always judges on the ballot every two years, but it's, it's a different uh, cycle depending on, on you know what level a judge will appear on, on your ballot in a particular year. Okay, and so there's, how many Supreme Court justices do we have, Matt? We have seven. Okay. So the uh, U.S. Supreme Court has nine, Colorado has seven. Okay. Then the appellate court, you said there's eight, is that right? There are eight that are appearing on the ballot. There are, there are 20 some odd, um, I, think, I think actually more than that, the total in the Court of Appeals, but there are eight this year appearing on the ballot, which is uh, an extraordinarily high number. And typically you see anywhere from two to four, uh, maybe six appeals court judges uh, appearing on the ballot in any given year. Uh, the fact that this year there are eight, and even more extraordinarily, seven of those eight are appearing for the first time, just shows you know, how, how much turnover there has been on the Court of Appeals in the last few years, which is really kind of interesting. Okay. And this is for the Colorado Court of Appeals, correct? Correct. Okay. And, uh, and these are all state courts we're talking about. The, the federal courts, uh, voters have no say on. Once they're appointed, they are on the bench pretty much as long as they want to be. Is this unique to Colorado? Uh, re- no. Nope. Re- Col- Colorado, um, the systems vary. Colorado adopted in 1966, by constitutional amendment, what was then called the Missouri Plan. And this is the the plan that judges don't get voted in. Before that, Colorado used to have contested elections for judges, like many states still do. So you would have Judge X running against Judge Y, and they would would actively campaign to, uh, to be a judge. Now they don't campaign to be a judge, but uh, people—they're <laughs> actually your taxpayer money—is paying for campaigns to keep them on the bench. Um, and we can talk about about that and why that is a deeply flawed system. But uh, there there is very little independent information about the judges appearing on your ballot. ClearTheBenchColorado.org did that for a number of years, starting in, in the 2010 election cycle. It was very active in 2010. Uh, again, in 2012, 2014, 2016, uh, the last year that uh, CTBC put out substantive evaluation of judges was 2018. And then, of course, 2020, the world got a little bit crazy, and, and uh, it was also yeah. the year that I was in my first year of law school, so that that, uh, that bandwidth did not exist. Okay. So you're saying back in 1966, Coloradans passed this amendment to the Constitution, correct, to go with the Missouri plan? Correct. Okay. And so Missouri was the one that kind of, uh, you know, that, that pioneered this thing. Interestingly enough, two of the um, of the commissioners that, that recommended going with that Missouri plan have since said that it was a mistake, that, that, that Colorado should not have gone that way, because unfortunately the, the promise of the Missouri plan was accountability without the politics. And unfortunately, that just does not reflect reality. Uh, we've had, unfortunately, we've had the politics, and we've lacked the accountability. 
since the system was put into place. So we still have political judges, we still have political campaigns going on, except the campaigns happen behind the scenes, behind closed doors, with uh, with you know unelected commissions that will pick the judges to get on the ballot, and then another unelected commission that comes up with uh, you know recommendations or so-called reviews, which are pretty much a rubber stamp to keep the incumbent judge on the ballot. Again, this year we have 135 judges on the ballot statewide, uh, you know, in various districts. And uh, just just throwing out, how many of those 135 do you think that the so-called review commission recommended not be retained in office? Zero. Zero. <laughs> You're <laughs> correct. Ding, ding, we have a winner. Mm-hmm. Which, which is extraordinary. I mean, it's it's like they're saying, you know, Colorado courts are the lake will be gone of judges. All judges are above average. Everyone is wonderful. Uh, nothing to see here. Move along. Um, just do what you're told and, and keep them on the bench. You, you hoi polloi because you can't possibly have any input and can't possibly uh, remove any of these judges from, from the ballot or from the bench, which is extraordinary. Um, any any kind of system that has standards that are met by by everybody, you have to wonder just how stringent those standards are. And when when the commission routinely comes up every year, and at most you'll see one or two recommended for non-retention, and very often those are ones that have, judges that have in some way come crosswise with members of the bar, and in some cases because they're too tough on on criminals. Um, and and so it, it, you really just cannot trust those recommendations, those reviews, those so-called performance standard evaluations to provide you with any useful information on which judges are good, which are bad, and, and which are downright ugly. Matt, this is so interesting. I'm learning so much. First of all, so the Supreme Court justices, a commission comes up with names, what, and they present this to the governor, and the governor appoints those judges. Is that right? Right. So, and, and there's also reviews uh, for folks that want to dig into more detail on this on, on the clearbenchcolorado.org website that explain that, that process in more detail. But but in a nutshell, yeah, what happens is there there are these judicial nominating commissions. And there is a, a Supreme Court nominating commission which nominates uh, both the Supreme Court justices and the Court of Appeals judges. And then there are nominating commissions in each of Colorado's 22, soon to be 23, judicial districts, which do the same thing. And, and what happens is judges, are people who want to be judges, and they, in Colorado to be a judge, you have to be a, an accredited lawyer, and you have to practice law in Colorado for, for five years. And those are pretty much the standards. So if you're a lawyer who's been lawyering in Colorado for five years, you can apply to be a judge. And then the, the nominating commission looks through all of the applications from the judges who, or from the lawyers who want to be judges. In some cases, they're already judges who want to be a, a higher court judge. And then they interview some of those, and then they come up with a list of two or three, it's supposed to be three, in some cases they just don't have enough, and it's just two nominees to forward to the governor. And then the governor then picks from, from that list of, of two or three. So the governor doesn't have full reign. The commissions don't have full reign because the governor suspect from their list. But essentially these, these commissions, which, again, they're not elected, they're appointed, 
and ironically, they're appointed by um, the governor, the attorney general, and the chief justice of the Colorado Supreme Court. So that <laughs> judges, <laughs> in some cases, help pick their own their own selves, right. their own colleagues, which I think is is problematic. And then the governor just picks from from one of those lists. Okay, and so that's how you, that's how you become a judge in Colorado. Wow, you get a vote. Uh, other than from these these commissions, which are are made up of, of appointed lawyers and non, and non lawyers, but essentially uh, many of those are, are you know with political connections to either the governor or the attorney general. Uh, this is so interesting how this happens. So Matt Arnold, one of the things, as you know, I've I've done this voters guide on the issues. And one of the things that I've learned, I started in 2016 doing this because I'd get my ballot and there'd be all these issues. I had heard all this stuff about the candidates and then here's these issues. And now that we're in the the election time, now we're seeing big money come into many of these issues uh, because and it's not because they care about. The, the consumer or everyday people. When you see big money, that means that big business is wanting to come in and take control of something. But one of the things I started to learn is that it's not just the ballot question, but many times there may be a text behind it. It could be 18 pages. And so I started to go through and read that, and our team probably has 200 hours just into the issues that we've done, the analysis on oh, yeah. But what and so last year there was this question on the ballot it was a new marijuana tax quote unquote for the children it was going to be after school programs for kids but when i got into it what i realized that all this tax money was going to be controlled by an unelected unaccountable bureaucracy the governor would choose the directors of that that bureaucracy and they could um, choose their replacements, but they could also seek gifts and from public um, entities, private entities, and they could accept gifts that was outside the Tabor limits. And I'm like, what could go wrong with that? Mm. And <laughs> so the, the school lunch question on the ballot, as well as the, um, well, I guess the, the magic mushrooms as well as the housing, and, and, and it's not affordable housing, it's subsidized housing, same thing. That language is in there where they're going to have these unelected bureaucracies, but they can go out and solicit gifts from other entities. And I'm like, that is, that's wrong. And so that's one of the basic reasons we're no on that. And I think that's, in, in a really shocking way, that's kind of textbook fascism, that this marriage of government... Yep. And, and corporatism, I mean, that's exactly what, you know, what uh, Mussolini uh, was, was propounding. That's exactly what, you know, what, what Franklin Delano Roosevelt was trying to, to do in, in this country back in the, in the 1930s and 40s. It is, it is profoundly anti-American. And, and it really combines the worst of both worlds, where you have the government involved and you have the power of the state, and then you have, you know, corporate interests that, that get involved, and, and you have this, this this unholy marriage of big government and, and big corporations that are, are unaccountable in, in any way. So, and you answered my question, so I, I wanted to go back then to these judicial nominating commissions, 1966, 1966-67, things were happening in Colorado. I, 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 we're going to have to go back and do some research on that. That is so, so fascinating. But Matt Arnold, were you the founder of Clear the Bench? Because I had used that uh, as a tool for uh, judges, and uh, 
like you say, you've not done much with it since 2018, but there's a lot of great information there. But you were the founder of that, correct? Yes, and, and I had the same experience uh, with judges that you did with the initiatives. <laughs> Back in 2008, I was, I was just starting to kind of get politically active and involved in Colorado and was really starting to pay attention to, to what was on my ballot. And uh, you know, so I got my ballot and was intending to... Um, you know, to fill it out and, and turn it in. But then I got to the section on, on judges. And, and at that time, I remember there were 17 judges on my ballot. And I think I'd heard of maybe one of them. Um, and, and so I thought, why well, I, can't, I can't complete this without knowing anything. I'm not going to give them a rubber stamp yes. I, I didn't want to just vote no. I didn't want to leave it blank. I wanted to be an informed voter. So I stopped and I, and I uh, started doing some research. And I, I asked a number of attorneys that, that I knew who were, I, I respected greatly, um, one of whom, Bill Bonta, was a, a former review, performance review commissioner who actually took his job seriously. Um, and, and so I asked around, I, I did my own research, and, and realized, wow, I mean, this is really important. These, these judges have such a, an influence on our lives. I mean, at the appellate court level especially, because they decide major questions of policy. Like, for example... We've seen the last couple of years where our, our governor has, I think, um, really gone far beyond the mandate of emergency orders. I mean, he has used emergency orders to essentially rule like a little tiny tyrant over the state of Colorado um, under the guise of, of these emergency powers granted to, to deal with real catastrophes and, and, and a crisis that, that emerges you know, like a, mm-hmm. a fire or a flood or an earthquake or, or a, you know, mm-hmm. a massive bombing or something like that, where, where something happens quickly and the executive branch does need legitimately to, to react and act quickly and decisively to handle a, a crisis. A crisis does not last for two and a half years. An emergency, you know, look at the root word emerge or emergent, does not last for two and a half years. And yet, we have seen our our governor. We have seen these unelected bureaucrats and in, in, uh, you know and public health organizations, so called, basically decide that they want to control our lives across the board without any kind of check or balance or accountability. And, and that is that really should be very frightening to people. Well, and yeah. the judges also play a role in that because people can can challenge these these actions and these orders in court, but the judges and the courts have been far too deferential and have allowed these usurpations of, of the normal political process by executive order to stand. And, and personally, I would look at any judge that upheld any emergency orders past the first 60 days when there was an actual emergency should be removed from the bench. Okay, we're going to ask that, how that to do that. That's the standard that I would apply. We're going to ask, let's go to break. Matt Arnold is on the line. Josh Lelleman is in studio. We're going to go to break. We'll continue. This is absolutely fascinating. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. I'm just trying to be And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, in studio with me is uh, Josh Lalament. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver, and he's also a candidate for um, Arapahoe County Assessor. And uh, it's great to have you here. Thank you. And on the line with me is uh, Matt Arnold, and he was the director of Clear the Bench Colorado beginning in 2009 when he campaigned tirelessly statewide to raise awareness about judicial retention elections when Colorado voters had the ability to vote out four consistently anti-constitutional state Supreme Court justices in the 2010 elections. Following that effort, one of the four, Chief Justice Mary Malarkey, resigned, and the other three on the ballot that year received the lowest retention votes for Supreme Court justices in the state history, 59 to 61 percent. Over the decade, Clear the Bench Colorado continued to produce substantive uh, evaluations of appellate court judges to inform Colorado voters tapering off during the COVID lockdowns and mandate mania. Uh, following uh, Clear the Bench Colorado, Matt gained hands-on litigation experience as Director of Campaign Integrity Watchdog, successfully prosecuting campaign finance law violators in some five dozen trial court cases and multiple appellate court victories, including a case argued and won before the Colorado Supreme Court. For the last couple of years, Matt has been attending law school out of state, finishing up this fall with a practice-focused internship. After graduation in December, Matt plans to join the legal profession full-time. Matt Arnold, I, 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 it was about 2012 when I started to pay attention, so you were on this before I was, but uh, pretty amazing work, a pretty amazing bio, Matt Arnold. Thanks. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting run. Uh, pretty, most <laughs> pretty chaotic and turbulent few years, but um, in Colorado has certainly changed. I think uh, I think largely for the worse in, in those past decades, and, and we really missed a, a good opportunity. I think to to do some course corrections back in in 2010 and in 2012. Yeah, we really we really did, and then <clears throat> we we move. 
we move into where we are now. Matt, I, I realized that radical activists have been playing long ball. Now, I didn't realize 1966, how, how far back they'd gone. But you take a look at that decision that was made, and, uh, and people say, oh, I want to get politics out of the judges. Well, politics is all over this, but now we have no voice. That's what's so frustrating about these bureaucracies, these commissions. And, the, and there's been this movement to continue to move to move those decisions into these unelected commissions. And I'll go to Amendment Y and Z, which were the redistricting commissions. And I looked at that, and there were a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that were in favor of that. And I, I looked at it, I'm thinking, this takes away these redistricting commissions, the voice of any elected representative at all. I saw a problem with that, and I came out as a no on that, but we had big Republicans that were supporting that. Do you remember that? Were you around still back in the state? Well, yeah, I remember that. I remember that uh, very well, and, and uh, I, I shared your concern with it. Um, I think that, that the big Republicans made a, a political calculation because, uh, unfortunately, the way the redistricting commissions had been done before um, had pretty much put it in the hands of the state supreme court, which at that time and, it, and still leaned, uh, leaned pretty solidly left, and and so they figured they I think they just made a calculation that well, um, if we just let the uh, the left wing judges and the uh, the you know the Democrat dominated um, legislature make the, the decisions and make all the appointments, we will we'll lose guaranteed. So let's at least put it outside of of you know the, the realm of of the legislature where, you know, they figure they're just going to continue, continuously lose and, and roll the dice. The problem is, as you point out, that removes accountability. And when you, and, and, and this has been, a, I think, a, a problem and a, and a bad trend overall in government, not just in the state of Colorado, but, but nationwide, where they're, they're, decisions are being made at levels increasingly removed from popular accountability. So we're becoming less and less citizens and more and more subjects, and, and more and more this growth of a large administrative bureaucratic state has, has really been a problem. Well, it really has been. So this was back, in, let's think about this, 1966, we remove uh, the, um, the judges would be um, elected. And, uh, right. it was we were directly elected after that. Yeah. And uh, but you know now we have a commission that is chosen by the governor, and then they choose the the three judges that uh, they put forth to the governor. The governor chooses from them. There's there's uh, the accountability, I guess, would be with the governor. But if you have a question about the election and the um, appellate judges have been chosen by the governor, I mean, my this is so cozy, uh, Matt Arnold. Right. Right. Well, and. You know, our our federal system envisioned a, a much broader uh, system of checks and balances, right? I mean, in, in, on, in the federal level, the president appoints, but the, the his appointments are subject to the Senate review, uh, you know, advice and consent. So you have the legislative branch and the executive branch sort of checking and balancing each other in order to appoint the judiciary. Here we have we have no involvement at the front end by the legislature. So, you know, and the legislature is, at least in theory, the most accountable 
branch of government. That, you know, the, our legislators stand for election most often every two years and every, in, at the House, every four years in the Senate. And they're closer to the people. They represent smaller districts, and, and so there's more direct accountability. The governor, yes, stands statewide, so there's that election. But the bureaucrats and, and the commissioners and, and everyone who's appointed uh, doesn't have any accountability whatsoever. And, you know, at least we do have, and, and I wish more people, you know, could take advantage of, you know, would exercise this right. We do have the ability to vote bad judges out of office. The problem is the information to distinguish the good from the bad and the ugly is has been lacking. And, you know, Clear Bench Colorado, I think, made a, a pretty good effort of that, at that for a while. Um, something like that needs to be expanded. People need to be provided real substantive information, not the whitewash, uh, everyone is, is wonderful, that's put out by your taxpayer dollars in, in these so-called performance review commissions. And um, I have had listeners and some of my friends that have had judges uh, this cycle that um, – they thought were very bad judges and had reached out to me and said, let people know not to vote for these judges. And so there was a movement on some of these judges. And guess what? Those judges are retiring. So, And I think they might have gotten um, potential bad performance reviews. And so they're retiring instead of having their their name on the ballot. Now, I, I wanted to just mention That's something at least. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, Governor Polis uh, on October 14th did go ahead and renew that emergency order that's been uh, in place for now over two years, Matt Arnold. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It is. There's, there's no emergency at this point. There, there may be, uh, you know, there are continuing issues, but it's not an emergency. And, and these kind of issues, these, these broad policies need to be dealt with in, in a way that engages the elected accountable branches of government and not a single tin-pot dictator who who just, you know, makes his own decisions and, and imposes these by, by fiat. Any executive order at this point that is that is mandating, you know, any, any broad policy uh, under the executive order uh, statute should should be rejected. And, and any governor who wants to, to, you know, rule that way, I, I believe, should be voted out of office. Uh, I do, do agree. not elect kings and dictators. I, I do agree with that. I'm going to just uh, have, I want to ask Josh, Josh a question. One more question for you. Then we're going to go to break, Matt Arnold, and you're going to stay on through the uh, uh, call-in time, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. But Josh Lalament, you are um, our Liberty Toastmasters Denver president. You're yep. running for county assessor in Arapahoe County. You're a libertarian. Uh, what's your thoughts about this uh, emergency order um, regarding Jared Polis? Because he's trying to paint himself as a libertarian to appeal to the millennials. Your comment? He's not a libertarian. Uh, yeah. What emergency? I mean. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, it's probably two, two years um, overdue. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's been doing it for over two years. Yeah. There's nothing libertarian about yeah, that. No. Okay, and I just wanted to get your comments. And on we it. can, we as individuals can decide our own risks and management of what life brings us. <laughs> Absolutely, Matt Arnold. You did say um, regarding the emergency orders. You said any of these judges that had upheld these emergency orders in the, that first sixty days of the COVID reaction would be a good litmus uh, test. Beyond the first 60 days. I mean, so, oh, beyond so the Colorado's f- emergency um, powers 
statute allows the governor to declare an emergency for a period of up to 30 days, after which the emergency shall be over. Except, and this is where the, the lawmaking um, has a fatal flaw, except that the governor may renew. So essentially what we've had is an infinitely recycling 30-day emergency that's been going on since March of 2020. So I would challenge the, the legislature to put some real teeth, and other states have done this. They've amended and, and fixed the emergency powers law to put a real, real limit on how long these emergencies, so-called, may, may go on. I think that's an important legislative fix that needs to happen. I think the courts should also look at that, as the Wisconsin Supreme Court did when, when the Wisconsin legislature challenged their governor who is running amok with emergency orders, and they said, look, we have a 60-day limit, and we believe that that 60-day limit should have a meaning. And the the Wisconsin Supreme Court did the right thing and said, look, a a limit which can be renewed and repeated infinitely is no limit. And therefore, the 60 days does apply. And anything after that 60 days in Wisconsin is no longer... Uh, can no longer be upheld under the emergency powers laws. So I would, you know, Colorado courts should do the right thing and say, look, it's absurd to uphold an infinitely repeating 30-day limit as, as anything meaningful. That is an absurd result under the statute, and, and therefore any emergency orders after a, a period, I would, I would say, you know, maybe you get to repeat once, and that's why I said up to 60 days, after which... You're no longer operating under emergency. Normal order can apply. The state legislature can pass laws to deal with these issues, and and you do not allow a governor to rule by decree in an endless, infinitely repeatable emergency. And so how could we everyday people find out which judges upheld these emergency orders? Is that easy to do? Unfortunately, it's not. And I've I've been digging into that. Um, that's that's one area that I have have tried to do some some looking, and um, it, it it's difficult. I mean, you pretty much need to have access to you know like LexisNexis or Westlaw and, and and really dig into that, or just happen to have, have heard about an order when it came down. I know there have been a number of cases challenging the emergency orders that were promulgated by Polis, in particular the lockdowns. And I think these are the most egregious, where, where Jared Polis just decided on his own um, that he would decide which businesses could stay open, which businesses were essential, and which, which would be shut down, based on, on nothing other than essentially his whim. Um, there's no science justifying you know, locking down businesses. There's no science saying, well, okay, Walmart can stay open, but your mom pa shop has to close. Yeah. Why? What's the science behind that? Um, there is none. Unbelievable. And, uh, Matt, um, I'm, I want, have one more question, and I think we'll come back from break. Uh, I'll ask the question, and that is, is what do you recommend people do with these judges on the, the ballot? And then quickly, Amendment D, because the, the phone lines are lighting up like crazy, and I want to get to our callers as well. Uh, so we'll keep that as a cliffhanger. Josh Lelman's in studio. We'll be right back with Matt Arnold. And do want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising money for the the remodel out there, and you can donate. A great event yesterday at the luncheon, but you can donate at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back. 
every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really, though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart. Vote Republican. Vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. An American. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website, KimMunson.com. We're going to jump right in here. Josh Lallman is in studio. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. Matt Arnold, uh, Amendment D. Uh, I am recommending a yes vote, and that is the new judicial district moving judges from uh, the 18th to the, the uh, new ju- judicial district. Uh, agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is simple bookkeeping. Okay, great. It'll be transferring. It'll be transferring judges that are already in the 18th, but the part of the 18th is carved out to become a 23rd. Uh, many of the same judges will will simply change uh, change the labels. They'll no longer be 18th JD. They'll be 23rd JD, and that that what that does do is not give the current governor a crack at appointing and and populating the new 23rd judicial district with only his, his appointees. So, yes, okay. a, a yes on D. Okay. And then uh, the judges on the ballot. Um, do you have a blanket recommendation on that? <laughs> well, so uh, our, our old friend John Caldera of the Independence Institute recently uh, penned an editorial saying, vote no on all judges and uh, who are on the ballot this year. And, and while that's not the ideal, I, I think, uh, you know, we should be able to, to distinguish between the good, the bad, and the ugly. It, as a default, if you don't know, vote no. I think that's probably a pretty good rule of thumb. Um, if you if, you know, do your research and if you find judges that are worthy of retention, by all means, vote yes. But I would I would think a default would be no or leaving it blank. The default should never be yes if you don't know that the judge is actually worthy of that yes vote. Okay, thank you. Let's get over here. Yvonne in Fort Collins, it was great to see you yesterday at the Marine Luncheon. Uh, want to get right to you. So what's on your radar? 
Thank you. Um, yes, it was indeed great, Kim. Good morning. And I wanted to comment, interestingly, that harmonic gate came up in the previous hour. And for those that didn't listen, I just want to say that at that uh, luncheon was uh, a commander who was a Navy SEAL, and he spoke about when he was young and he once watched um, a person, uh, a seasoned, old, wise cowboy, um, talking about a dog who had broken into a certain type of gate, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. certain kind of walker or a run. And he said, what, what is that dog doing? And the guy said, um, he has reached his harmonic gate, meaning the way he was supposed to function with purpose and comfort and, and all of that. Okay, so that's an important concept because people need to discover their harmonic gate. We all have it. And uh, when he was saying that, I, I, my, I found my head just bobbing because I, I understood what he said. And um, a, a, as a military person, my harmonic gate is, is similar but different to his. And what I want to say is that everybody hands it, uh, has it. And this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. And at this point, we need everybody to do what their gift is, like, like Alex uh, at OpenTheBooks.com, you know, accountants that are, that are working for good, like this judicial watch that, that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, and it is very important that at this point, everybody become an informed voter, are listening to these programs that, that are informing people and that you adopt a candidate, and that you go to events like the one that you emceed yesterday, because you need to pay any price to be in the presence of eagles, because eagles do not flock. And I had the great, great honor of sitting next to a World War II veteran, and the the insight that I gained from him and from the Navy SEAL commander, um, there is no price that can be paid on that. And so um, I, this is... This is kind of a train wreck, wreck moment, and mm-hmm. we need everybody, all decks on hand for our society. And whether you're the musician that's playing the music as the Titanic is mm-hmm. having a problem, or you're the accountant, or you're the police officer who's navigating a five to ten car accident with injuries. So I just wanted to let people know that that harmonic gate, that place of comfort where you function at your best is your special gift and that people need to use it because we need them now. Thank, thank you, Yvonne. Bill and North Glen, it's short. Um, we may ask you to call in, in again tomorrow, but uh, quickly, what's on your radar? Uh, real quick, uh, I did some research on the judges up here in Adams County. Grove, Lipinski, Yoon, and Pew appear to be have uh, been appointed by Trump. So, uh, Oh, that would be over in the federal body. side. That's on the federal side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, be careful with you know, potentially voting no on everybody. Okay. The lion charities were voted by the Communist Democrats, so yeah, okay. throw them out. But right, that and we're, might be a good rule of thumb. Thank you, Bill and uh, Matt. We're not voting on on the federal, right? It's just no, the state. No judges appearing on Colorado's ballot were appointed by Trump. Okay, just to make that clear. Okay, those are only federal judges. Okay, but All, pretty much most of the judges on the ballot were probably appointed by either Polis or Hickenlooper or maybe even Ritter. Okay. Got it. So, Matt Arnold, thank you. Um, I want to get you back on, and uh, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, Josh, it's great having you in studio. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back. And our quote for the end of the show is from Pericles. He said, those who can truly be accounted brave are those who best know the meaning of what is sweet in life and what is terrible, and then go out undeterred to meet what is to come. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.